This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. People increasingly recognize how long-standing systemic issues have prevented many in our societies from flourishing. But often, Christians are not sure how to best engage. Does it help to march and hold signs? What can we do to contribute and not further complicate things? Keep listening to hear more about Michelle Farina Warren's forthcoming book, Join the Resistance. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast read by Dr. Christina Edmondson. And Akemeni Uwen. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Isaiah chapter 14. The Lord will certainly have compassion on Jacob. He will again choose Israel as his special people and restore them to their land. Resident foreigners will join them and unite with the family of Jacob. Nations will take them and bring them back to their own place. Then the family of Israel will make foreigners their servants as they settle in the Lord's land. They will make their captors captives and rule over the ones who oppress them. When the Lord gives you relief from your suffering and anxiety from your hard labor that you were made to perform, you will taunt the king of Babylon with these words. Look how the oppressor has met his end. Hostility has ceased. The Lord has broken the club of the wicked, the scepter of rulers. It furiously struck down nations with unceasing blows. It angrily ruled over nations, oppressing them without restraint. The whole earth rests and is quiet. They break into song. The evergreens also rejoice over your demise, as do the cedars of Lebanon, singing, Since you fell asleep, no woodsman comes up to chop us down. Sheol below is stirred up about you, ready to meet you when you arrive. It rouses the spirits of the dead for you, all the former leaders of the earth. It makes all the former kings of the nations rise from their thrones. All of them respond to you saying, you have become weak like us. You have become just like us. Your splendor has been brought down to Sheol, as well as the sound of your stringed instruments. You lie on a bed of maggots with a blanket of worms over you. Look how you have fallen from the sky. O shining one, son of the dawn, you have been cut down to the ground. O conqueror of the nations, 
You said to yourself, I will climb up to the sky, above the stars of El. I will set up my throne. I will rule on the mountain of assembly, on the remote slopes of Zaphon. I will climb up to the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. But you were brought down to Sheol, to the remote slopes of the pit. Those who see you stare at you. They look at you carefully, thinking, Is this the man who shook the earth? The one who made kingdoms tremble? Is this the one who made the world like a wilderness? Who ruined its cities and refused to free his prisoners so they could return home? As for all the kings of the nations, all of them lie down in splendor, each in his own tomb. You have been thrown out of your grave like a shoot that is thrown away. You lie among the slain, among those who have been slashed by the sword, among those headed for the stones of the pit, as if you were a mangled corpse. You will not be buried with them because you destroyed your land and killed your people. The offspring of the wicked will never be mentioned again. Prepare to execute his sons for the sins their ancestors have committed. They must not rise up and take possession of the earth or fill the surface of the world with cities. I will rise up against them, says the Lord of heaven's armies. I will blot out all remembrance of Babylon and destroy all her people including the offspring she produces, says the Lord. I will turn her into a place that is overrun with wild animals and covered with pools of stagnant water. I will get rid of her, just as one sweeps away dirt with a broom, says the Lord of heaven's armies. The Lord of heaven's armies makes this solemn vow. Be sure of this. Just as I have intended, so it will be. Just as I have planned, it will happen. I will break Assyria in my land. I will trample them underfoot on my hills. Their yoke will be removed from my people. The burden will be lifted from their shoulders. This is the plan I have devised for the whole earth. My hand is ready to strike all the nations. Indeed, the Lord of heaven's armies has a plan. And who can possibly frustrate it? His hand is ready to strike. And who can possibly stop it? The Lord will judge the Philistines. This oracle came in the year that King Ahaz died. Don't be so happy, all you Philistines, just because the club that beat you has been broken. For a viper will grow out of the serpent's root, and its fruit will be a darting adder. The poor will graze in my pastures. The needy will rest securely, and I will kill your root by famine. It will put to death all your survivors. Wail, O city gate, cry out, O city. Melt with fear, all you Philistines. For out of the north comes a cloud of smoke, and there are no stragglers in its ranks. How will they respond to the messengers of this nation? Indeed, the Lord has made Zion secure. The oppressed among his people will find safety in her. Micah, chapter 2 and chapter 3. Chapter 2. Land robbers will lose their land. Beware, wicked schemers, those who devise calamity as they lie in bed. As soon as morning dawns, they carry out their plans, because they have the power to do so. They confiscate the fields they desire and seize the houses they want. They defraud people of their homes and deprive people of the land they have inherited. Therefore, the Lord says this, Look, I am devising disaster for this nation. It will be like a yoke from which you cannot free your neck. You will no longer walk proudly, for it will be a time of catastrophe. 
In that day, people will sing this taunt song to you. They will mock you with this lament. We are completely destroyed. They sell off the property of my people, how they remove it from me. They assign our fields to the conqueror. Therefore, no one will assign you land in the Lord's community. Don't preach with such impassioned rhetoric, they say excitedly. These prophets should not preach of such things. We will not be overtaken by humiliation. Does the family of Jacob say the Lord's patience can't be exhausted? He would never do such things. To be sure, my commands bring a reward for those who obey them. But you rise up as an enemy against my people. You steal a robe from a friend, from those who pass by peacefully, as if returning from a war. You wrongly evict widows among my people from their cherished homes. You defraud their children of their prized inheritance. But you are the ones who will be forced to leave. For this land is not secure. Sin will thoroughly destroy it. If a lying windbag should come and say, I'll promise you blessings of wine and beer, he would be just the right preacher for these people. The Lord will restore his people. I will certainly gather all of you, O Jacob. I will certainly assemble those Israelites who remain. I will bring them together like sheep in a fold, like a flock in the middle of a pasture. They will be so numerous that they will make a lot of noise. The one who can break through barriers will lead them out. They will break out, pass through the gate, and leave. Their king will advance before them. The Lord himself will lead them. Chapter 3. God Will Judge Judah's Sinful Leaders I said, Listen, you leaders of Jacob, you rulers of the nation of Israel, you ought to know what is just, yet you hate what is good and love what is evil. You flay my people's skin and rip the flesh from their bones. You devour my people's flesh, strip off their skin and crush their bones. You chop them up like flesh in a pot, like meat in a kettle. Someday these sinful leaders will cry to the Lord for help, but he will not answer them. He will hide his face from them at that time because they have done such wicked deeds. This is what the Lord has said about the prophets who mislead my people. If someone gives them enough to eat, they offer an oracle of peace. But if someone does not give them food, they are ready to declare war on him. Therefore, night will fall, and you will receive no visions. It will grow dark, and you will no longer be able to read the omens. The sun will set on these prophets, and the daylight will turn to darkness over their heads. The prophets will be ashamed. The omen readers will be humiliated. All of them will cover their mouths, for they will receive no divine oracles. But I am full of the courage that the Lord's Spirit gives and have a strong commitment to justice. This enables me to confront Jacob with its rebellion and Israel with its sin. Listen to this, you leaders of the family of Jacob, you rulers of the nation of Israel. You hate justice and pervert all that is right. You build Zion through bloody crimes, Jerusalem through unjust violence. Her leaders take bribes when they decide legal cases. Her priests proclaim rulings for profit, and her prophets read omens for pay. Yet they claim to trust the Lord and say, The Lord is among us. Disaster will not overtake us. Therefore, because of you, Zion will be plowed up like a field. Jerusalem will become a heap of ruins, and the Temple Mount will become a hill overgrown with brush. New Testament reading, Matthew chapter 27, verses 15 through 26. 
During the feast, the governor was accustomed to release one prisoner to the crowd, whomever they wanted. At that time, they had in custody a notorious prisoner named Jesus Barabbas. So after they had assembled, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Christ? For he knew they had handed him over because of envy. As he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent a message to him. Have nothing to do with that innocent man. I have suffered greatly as a result of a dream about him today. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus killed. The governor asked them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what should I do with Jesus, who is called the Christ? They all said, Crucify him. He asked, Why? What wrong has he done? But they shouted more insistently, Crucify him. Jesus is condemned and mocked. When Pilate saw that he could do nothing, but that instead a riot was starting, he took some water, washed his hands before the crowd, and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. You take care of it yourself. In reply, all the people said, Let his blood be on us and our children. Then he released Barabbas for them. But after he had had Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. Mark chapter 15, verses 6 through 15. Jesus and Barabbas. During the feast, it was customary to release one prisoner to the people, whomever they requested. A man named Barabbas was imprisoned with rebels who had committed murder during an insurrection. Then the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to release a prisoner for them, as was his custom. So Pilate asked them, Do you want me to release the king of the Jews for you? For he knew that the chief priests had handed him over because of envy. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release Barabbas instead. So Pilate spoke to them again, Then what do you want me to do with the one you call king of the Jews? They shouted back, Crucify him. Pilate asked him, Why? What has he done wrong? But they shouted more insistently, Crucify him. Because he wanted to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. Then, after he had had Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious, holy, righteous, and just God, we thank you. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. As we sit with your word today, as we reflect on its meaning, we, we can feel and sense the movement closer and closer to Jesus, you giving up your very life, taking sin and shame upon yourself on our behalf. And we are reminded of all the ways that we choose murder, that we choose rebellion, that we choose to go it our own way over you, O oh God. When we do such, we cry out, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And yet we claim in one breath to love you and to adore you. And yet we recognize today that even these hearts that have been transformed by the love of God still wrestle against rebellion. Rebellion that yells out with the crowd, crucify him. Oh God, 
by the power of your spirit, as you continue this beautiful work and difficult work of sanctification, oh God, would you remove our attraction to, our support of, our desire for rebellion? Oh God, remove it from us. Help us to love you through obedience. Help us to long for and to truly value and to truly choose in every moment of our life, step by step, let us select the one who has brought about peace, real peace between us and God the Father, peace between us from human to human, peace within the body of Christ. Your blood has purchased that type of peace. So would you reveal to us, would you search us to make clear to us where our rebellion resides and what areas of our life we are picking rebellion over peace, over the Prince of Peace? Lord God, we don't want to look pious. We don't want to look the part and not really and truly be living and embodying surrender to the one who surrendered all on our behalf. So we need you to search us by the power of the Spirit. We need you, O God to not crush us, but instead to reveal to us where we must let go of rebellion. God, we seek to pick you every time. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your obedience, obedience even unto death, as we follow in your path and we pray for the death of rebellion in us, that we would die to the part of self that is indeed self-righteous and rebellious, and that is ashamed of your word and your ethics and your law, and that we might live in holiness, that we might live in righteousness, that we might live in justice and mercy and compassion. Pour out your spirit that we might really bear the fruit of the spirit, O God. And thank you, O Lord. Thank you, O Lord, for going all the way to the cross. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for submitting yourself to a consequence, to a raft, to a punishment from religious leaders and from the civil government that you were absolutely innocent of. But you, the only one who is truly innocent, took it all upon yourself so that we would not have to. And for that, we say thank you. Thank you, O God, for your obedience. Thank you, Jesus, for your obedience obedience even as unto a cross. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen and amen. Faith Rooted Justice Advocate Michelle Farina Warren equips Christians to join Christ's restorative work in the world in her new book, Join the Resistance. In it, Warren invites us to understand our place in this moment and learn from those who have gone before, the poets and prophets who call us to resist oppression and injustice. Biblical, historical, and contemporary examples give us ways to walk in God's righteousness, truth, and peace. Pre-order your copy of Join the Resistance today at ivpress.com. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's promo code T-H-E. W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag truthstable. Saints, whatever is honorable, 
whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go, let